It's the RU Review, episode number four. I'm Steve Titchener, all alone in the studio today, but on the line, the rest of the backfield, John McAlevey in New Providence, and Matt Lachlan had Devil's Camp today, so he had things going on, but I got the guys on the phone, and let me tell you guys, Rutgers 3-0, hard-fought battle, 16-14, but I'll tell you, if we did the podcast right after the game, boy, I would have been hot. I'm glad that, you know, a few days pass and you can calm down a little bit, but that offense, my goodness, the, the whole forward pass for Rutgers for years now has been such a challenge. And, and Matt, that was, you know, it was a pretty ugly offense on the field. Give Temple credit. They played hard, played with a chip on their shoulder. But Rutgers could barely, uh, you know, complete a pass. It was a very rough afternoon, but they pulled out the win. Well, that's the bottom line, right? But there's no question there are uh, concerns about that passing game and then throw in the injury to Gavin Wimsett, not knowing whether or not he'll play this week. Noah Vedro remains out, though he could show up at one point before the season's over, perhaps as early as Saturday night at SHI Stadium. So, yeah, the Rutgers understandably concerned about his passing game because if you can't do both, then they just – Jam you against the run and, and nothing. Stack happens. the box, right? Which is pretty okay. much what Temple did, huh, John? Yeah, they're going to just load the box and dare you to dare you to run on them. And you know, so far so good. Rutgers has been able to run on people, but you know, now you're going to get into the your real conference. We did we played the um, the the softer side of the conference, and they're going to get into uh, you know your Big Ten teams, starting with Iowa this week and. Um, so yeah, you, you could have really stubbed your toe there, but you come away with a win is a win. And I'm, I'm reminded of the old saying, your record is what your record says it is, you know, like Steve and I talked about, uh, about the giants are two and oh, and they're one of the not so great two and O teams that I've ever seen, but two and O nonetheless. So now that Rutgers is three and O with Iowa on, on deck. And so let's, uh, let's take care of business at home and then, um, things really take a turn for the, uh, for the better on the yeah, schedule. You, you got to give temple credit. As I said, I mean, they got their butts kicked last year, came out with a chip on the shoulder, played hard, you know, the same recruiting area. Um, you know, they've got pride and they, uh, they played hard. I mean, you know, the, the quarterback, look, that, that kid, uh, you know, Kurt Warner's son, you know, five foot nothing. It seemed like not a lot of uh, programs wanted him, but he, he played well and certainly played better than Evan Simon um, or Rutgers offense anyway, in, in, in production wise. A huge pick six by Loyal. That was just a, a, a huge play there, which really was the difference. Very fortunate that they got that turnover and got the, the only touchdown the of the point. game. <laughs> right. And so very fortunate. But, um, you know, it was ugly on the offensive end. But give credit to Rutgers' defense. I mean, again, you, you're, you're struggling against Temple here, but Joe Hersimiak has done a really good job with a with defense that had a lot of question marks, lost a lot of guys. I think Aaron Lewis is going to he's going to be an emerging star for Rutgers on the end there, and um, he had a heck of a game and is uh, very very good, and he's uh, only a sophomore, so a lot of promise. Uh, Igbenosin's been playing very well. Deion Jennings, uh, you know, so these guys have been playing very well and and uh, holding up their end. But again, Big Ten play comes in, 
And so things are going to change. By the way, Noah Vedral and Gavin Wimsat, according to Shiano, our game time decisions kick off at 7 p.m. Man, that's going to be so exciting. I mean, I'm I'm going down to Florida. Uh, and so I won't be there. Uh, it's killing me, but that's going to be it. Can gonna I be, ask you a question? Yeah. As an alum, um, you know, we talk about Rutgers football and what they need and what positions that are doing great. And since Shiano's been there a couple of years now, the do you find it disconcerting that they still haven't really been able to fill that quarterback position? And but by that, you're talking about probably in in all of sports, the one quintessential position that you could find. Whether I think it's yeah. quarterback, as opposed to maybe you could say the shortstop is another huge position. And Matt, you could chime in hockey wise. The, the most important position in hockey, what would you say, the goaltender and whatnot? But they just they still have not been able to find that quarterback. And it's been a number of years now and it's been a number of regimes and, and it just seems that they still don't have a competent guy who can drop well, back and complete it. I mean, just complete listen, a single pass. I mean, they don't even throw the ball. It's, it's bordering on, uh, you know, ridiculous now. Well, uh, that's what I started with, you know, at the beginning of the show is the forward pass and it's just perplexing. I mean, you got like FCS teams that are like App State and Marshall, and, you know, high flying offenses it all over the field. Right. And so now it's just a pa- it's just a pass and a catch. Right. And for, and you know, come on, Rutgers faithful to scratch in their head. But now that's why everybody's so excited with Gavin Wimsack coming in. And there's a lot of weight on his shoulder. Right. But he's, uh, you know, he's a guy who, who shows a lot of promise, but I still think he's got some, uh, some, some development uh, needed. And that's just the reality of, but I'm not going to give up on the guy. I mean, that's ridiculous. He's a teenager. He's not even 19. Come on. And you know, I I don't know that John was saying that, but I I know, I know where you're coming from, John Rutgers put a lot of eggs in the Gavin Wimsat basket, but the kid's young. And, you know, he, he was only in high school last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, at this time last year, he was playing high school football. So where was somebody in the transfer portal to take that pressure off of Winsett, Steve? Mm. That's a good question. Well, listen, could you, they ma- not have found a quarterback that could throw the ball? Hey, listen, and you say, hey, Gavin, listen, you know, if you beat so and so out, so be it. I mean, Vegel wasn't going to be a thrower, isn't a thrower. Simon's not a thrower. Mm. And I'm not sure that Wimsett is for as much of a cannon as he shows at time, he's been inaccurate. So why not? Was there nobody out there? I I, I don't know enough about the quarterback but, that transferred and who put themselves into. Well, the if quarter, you talk, but, let's if you talk about the last five years. Oh yes, and, and answer your question. Very frustrating that they have not been able to get the good play from the quarterback. It's just it's been going on for for years now. Seasons on, on stacked on top of seasons. Pretty much when they since they've been in the Big Ten, um, but. I, I I think Matt to answer your question they, they had a lot of, they believed in Gavin Wimsat and they had Noah Vedral there to be kind of the the, the plug there and be able to uh, you know a seasoned guy who yes doesn't have a big arm but is a good uh, a good uh, operates the offense is a good game day guy who necessarily won't hurt you but on the other side of that defenses know what's coming from Rutgers and that's you know going into this Iowa game same thing. They're just going to, that's a good, they're, they have, they're leading this, uh, the country, Iowa in, uh, the fewest yards per play, something like under three yards per play, 2.9, something like that. I mean, my goodness, this is a good, good defense. 
And, and I had to clear my eyes a couple times, guys. I looked at it a couple times. Is Iowa a seven and a half point favorite going into Rutgers Friday night? They are. I mean, I, I looked at several uh, sites. Do, do you believe that? I mean, I know, Matt, you always say it's just about getting the teasing the, to, the, the bet. But are, are they more than a touchdown favorite on the road the way Iowa has played this year? That's, that's surprising to me. I mean, I think they're well, trying to at least get it come close to getting it right. Yeah. And, and I, I think that that number might be off a little bit, but if you watch the temple game, and I know you said Friday, you meant Saturday, the game is uh, Saturday. Saturday. Right? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, at Nebraska. On, I'm thinking of Nebraska on Friday. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is a, uh, but here's the dilemma. The thought is I was getting better. And the thought is Rutgers has stalled. And with the injuries to quarterback, that's reflected in that as well. I mean, if Rutgers, if, if Wimsett and Vedral can't go, who backs up Evan Simon? Johnny Langan, I guess. Yeah. Who's, the, who's yeah. the third quarterback? Well, by the way, Gibbs. Like, give- said something about, well, hey, you know, we got walk-ons. What? So that's a big problem. There's no doubt about it. Now, you know, one of those guys does play if, if, if Wimsett plays. Uh, fine. If Edgewell comes back, fine. That gives them some depth there. But I think that's what the number is reflecting as well. Plus the fact Rutgers hasn't won a conference game at home in 19 straight, and they haven't won at home against a conference opponent since 2017. So that all kind of goes into the mix. Yeah. Yeah. And sadly, I think it's a reflection on what, what the powers that be still think about Rutgers football. Yeah. Still think yeah. That they're, yeah. you know, that team that's been so bad for so many years and Matt you bring up about the quarterback situation and I'm reminded of uh, an episode from Happy Days this is going to date me I'm, I'm hold on kids years old. go to the Google machine oh, no. yep. go to the Google machine go kids. to the Google machine I remember Richie and Potsy and the gang came came home one afternoon they had their hockey equipment on and bringing it back to <laughs> hockey and uh, and the old man said hey how'd you do and they said we only lost like 12 to 1 and they said oh he said that's terrible he said no it really wasn't all that bad because our goalie got hurt. So we had a German shepherd in that. And uh, <laughs> it sounds like, you know, Rutgers at this point, if they're just down to Evan Simon, you bring up who is the backup. They and, got a walk um, on. I don't even have a name. If, well, it'll least. be Langan, right? It'll be Langan. It'll be Langan. Oh, yeah, but then they also have a, a walk on quarterback as well. That, who that also can't throw the ball. Who's, who's a fullback and a linebacker in a tight right. end by trade. Right. You know, and, so it's. Uh, thanks for the happy days. Mr. Simon upright. You just dated us by 30 years there, uh, yeah, Johnny. <laughs> but, but, but speaking sort of, of Johnny. You know, they're sort of down to the backup German Shepherd back in 30 years. You know, I do that. Steve as well, right? I go, oh, 30 years ago. No, 30 years ago, it was friends. In the <laughs> 1990s, it was friends. All right, we're going back four, four, Happy 50? The 70s. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. My goodness. It's true. All right. Yep. But listen, I want to sp- I want to talk about Johnny Langan real quick and make this point before we dig deeper into Iowa and, and this this week's game. And th- that is that, uh, look, give him a game ball, nine for uh, carry 79 yards, and he kind of iced the game at the end there. But very important that he could have scored in the fourth quarter. He, he, he sat down the one-yard line really smart to run out the clock. And you're thinking, well, you know, you know, when, when would that apply? Well, let's go to the jets game, the jets Cleveland game where Nick Chubb, Chubb. he goes ahead and scores right where they could have run down the clock. They go ahead and score. They give the jets the opportunity to not only score quick, but get an onside kick. 
and and they won the game. So here's you know very heads up play. Of course, he was coached that way, but but for for Langan to to sit down there and just you know, run. Chubb and, actually did sit down in a game two years ago. They in the exact same situation. Right. He sat down on the one yard line, or he went out of bounds. It was uh, so they were surprised that he actually did that. Right. And I know that maybe there was a little bit more time where they couldn't completely run out the clock, but it looked appeared to me. That's horrible. It's just terrible. The game was over 10 times for Sunday. Oh, man. But let's dig into to Iowa. Their offense has been just terrible as well. Um, Spencer Petrus has played. He's a senior. Um, he's got a good arm, but he hasn't played well at all. I mean, his first two games against, you know, inferior opponents, you would think he didn't even have 100 yards passing. Now against Nevada, they they pick things up. He had 175 yards passing in a TD. Basically, has a touchdown, two interceptions for the season. He has not played well. Probably has some struggling receivers. They always have good tight end play. So, you know, watch out for Sam Laporta. They got guys that you know. They always seem to have some really good tight end play there. And there's always a tight end at Iowa burning Rutgers, as I as I recall. Other uh, the running backs, or it's kind of by by a committee thing. And Lashawn Williams was their lead back, but he didn't play last week. Don't know what his status is. Got a freshman, Caleb Johnson, guy, Kevin Williams, a sophomore. So young, you know, you know, big guys, all well over 200 pounds. Uh, Gavin Williams can catch some balls out of the backfield. So, I mean, they've got, it seems like a few weapons and a quarterback who's got a good arm. I mean, maybe that offense can wake up, but again, you know, back to, back to Rutgers defense and, and what, uh, Harris Simiak has done uh, the defensive coordinator for Rutgers for, with that with that group. Uh, they've been uh, they've played really well. Christian Isian, uh, really tough safety, comes up and makes hits. Max Melton's a good cover corner. Um, you know Avery Young. You know he had a bad missed tackle uh, against Temple, but you know he's he's um, he's up and down, but he he's been solid. Uh, Robert Longerbeam is a guy who kind of jumps uh, jumps routes, has a couple picks. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, they, they, they have a very good, uh, defense so far and Iowa's offense hasn't been good. So you would think of this would bode well. Now the big question mark guys is can, can Rutgers get in the end zone and how Matt? Yeah, well, it, it's going to be very difficult. You, you mentioned the success that Iowa's defense has and look, none of these teams. All right. So Boston college, uh, was a good club. Temple's no good. Uh, Wagner, forget about Iowa State, barely beat, but they played South Dakota State and then they beat Nevada, lost to Iowa State. So you got to throw out a lot of those numbers. They're chalked up against less than optimal Mm -hmm. opponents, but it'll be defense. I mean, listen, Iowa is Iowa. I mean, there's nothing going to change. Kirk Ferentz has always been defense first and then offense is somewhat of an afterthought. They pound you with size. And so that's the question that Rutgers has to answer is how are you going to score? It's not really so much how Iowa is going to score. It's how is Rutgers going to score? This, this has all the makings of 14, 10, you know, you, you talk about the numbers a lot, Steve, and you mentioned the seven and a half points, but I think the over under is like 35. You take the, take <laughs> the is, under. <laughs> this is not going to be, it shouldn't be anyway, right. Uh, an offensive explosion. So I think that's the big challenge for Rutgers. How can they throw the ball to open up the Iowa defense just a little bit? I mean, you yeah. know, Jack Campbell is outstanding at linebacker for them. Uh, they've got some young kids that they're working in. 
that you know Lucas Van Ness is a sophomore who's applied a lot of pressure from the defensive line position. So I, I think that Rutgers, it, listen, it's going to be a trench war, uh, and I just don't know how it's how it's going to go. Uh, it, it's impossible to figure this one. I think. You know, Rutgers playing at home, there should be a big crowd. I know they've been exhorting all the fans oh, to come out so and, and make it rain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, night game, national TV, everybody's going to wear Scarlet, Scarlet Night. So yeah. everybody's going to be have their red on. And yeah. um, I think, but, I mean, I was used to playing under those, mm-hmm. those sure. circumstances. So they're, they're not going to be intimidated by that, no. but it should benefit Rutgers for sure. So yeah. I think there's a lot at stake here for Rutgers. I'm just. Listen, until they can throw the ball, until they can settle at quarterback, I, I, you know, I don't know. They're now entering well, the Big Ten. It's a brand new world. Well, Matt, you, How about the first quarterback that throws for 100 yards? Their team wins. How about that? <laughs> can we play like Iowa be, did last week yeah. for seven hours? It might take that long for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, like, again, I'll go back to Iowa's quarterback. Uh, Petrus is a, you know, you, you look at the tape on the guy. He's got a good arm, um, and he's got some experience. So you figure he'd break out in some way. He couldn't find anybody. He couldn't find anybody. Uh His arm. I mean, he might have a good arm, but I watched the guy was thinking now that was played in a rainstorm. So that's great. Yeah. And it doesn't look like he he could hurt you. Hit anybody. Oh, and he's a statue back there too. It doesn't look like he runs much. So, you know, he, you know, there, there's the, so the dual threats, not there. Um, again, um, Harris Semiak's done a good job. He's had a good game plan. Uh, so, so far, the defense has been solid. Let's see if they can keep that up. And then you know what's I, interesting. Yeah. You know, what's interesting guys is to, is to talk about a game like this Rutgers and Iowa, and we're going through, you know, folks that, you know, whether, whether we can throw the ball down the field and things like that, and then put, um, put on a game on a Saturday afternoon, the sec on CBS and watch Georgia play and to think that these guys are playing in the same game in the same uh, mm. same collegiate football, I mean, it it is absolutely light years from uh, from what's going to go on down at SHI Stadium. It's just, you know, these some of these teams are so good, so good, and some of these teams are just so not. Yeah, but and, and look that's at that's what's good is that these two are pretty evenly matched. So we're going to get uh, we're going to get what we're going to get. It should be very interesting. And yeah, I, but the SEC that they play to their strength. Right, that's that's an offensive running back quarterback. Like that's an offensive league. Don't I'm not saying they don't play some defense there. They do, but the Big yeah. Ten is all about you know trenches and uh, you know running the ball and and so on and so forth. So you're going to yeah. see different styles between those two schools and uh, those two conferences. In, interesting sure. that Auburn hosted Penn State's first time they hosted a Big Ten team. Auburn. Yeah. I had to I had to shake my head on that. Wait, that that made no sense. But yeah. And look what Penn State did. So, yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's a down good. year for Auburn. It's a down year for Auburn, but Penn State looks pretty good. Uh, so, well, yeah, Rutgers has a lot of uh, a, a lot of work to do, and they've got some uh, they've got some tough opponents coming up. But I think this is an ideal opening game for them. Uh, opening Big Ten game, that is. Uh, for, yeah, I mean, it's Rutgers. better than opening up against Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, or Michigan or Penn State. Uh, you know, Michigan State got – surprise them. We'll see about them as time goes on. Yeah, it would be a lot better Washington, to open yeah. up against Nebraska or Indiana. But, right. you know, of the other teams on the schedule, for the most part, yeah, this is this is a good one because I'm not sure what the heck Iowa is. We might see this unbelievable punting 
battle. It may come down to field position. Right. I, I know that, and as boring as can be, you know, right. they'll have 45,000 at SHI Stadium and they'll be asleep in the fourth quarter because it's, you know, Tory Taylor against Adam Korshak. But those two guys are pretty good punters. One, yeah. two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. One, <laughs> and two, then, three, kick. But you listen, yeah. listen, Rutgers, with Iowa coming to Rutgers, I mean, the last two times I recall Iowa com- coming to Rutgers, it, 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 it was, the game was close, and that was with good Iowa teams. Yeah. So um, I don't know how good they are on the road. They're great at home. Yeah. Uh, how good you know, they you are. You have to think, Steve, yeah. as an alum, as good as the season has been to date, 3-0, and you would at least were I a Rutgers uh, graduate, I would be as happy as I am with the three and zero. I would be disappointed if we drop this with what's coming up next week. I, I would love to be four and zero and headed to the horseshoe. Oh, absolutely! And, and listen, there's a re- there's a lot of reason. Handed to us there, but let's be four and zero. Come on, let's make a name for ourselves and take care of business. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, well, listen, it's a season three and one. Yeah, that's good. But you beat Wagner and Temple in it. And a BC team that stinks. They can Let's like, get this thing going, man. What our uh, first Big Ten game? I wouldn't sleep on BC. I don't think they stink. They um, stink. I think they've they're, been terrible for years. They're going to be okay. That's me with with my non Boston College. Oh, uh, your Providence, the Providence bias coming out yeah. there, Johnny. Yeah, the New England bias. I got you. Yeah. Well, anyway, it, it, listen. I you know they're three and zero. They played their schedule. I think you got to be a little disappointed with the performance against Temple, but they pulled out the win, and it, it, it opens up a lot of questions. But you know Iowa with the with the struggles that they had coming into Piscataway, I think that crowd's going to be big. Uh, everybody's going to come out with their scarlet. I'm dying that I can't uh, make it. It's going to bum me out, but I'll be down in. Uh, in Florida at a sports bar somewhere watching, watching <laughs> that game. There's, there's no question about it. I'm not going to miss it. And, well um, and, and I, it's a, it's really exciting. I know there's a lot of folks in Piscataway really excited about this Saturday. I think the turnout is going to be, um, is going to be it great. Done, it's it's going to be, Get if it it's done. not a, if it's not a sellout, it'll be uh, damn close and uh, could be a huge night for Rutgers. I agree going four and out to the shoe would be, would be fantastic. And then, you know, the, the, the opportunity for a bowl right there in front of him, a lot of tough work that has to happen. You know, in the end of the day, Shiano, he, he makes it, puts a game plan together and, and, you know, keeps his team in games and, and, you know, that, that they could very well lost that game and figure it out. And he said it himself. Shiano said, you know, a, te- a team figuring out when they're not playing their best game and still figuring out a way to win. There's something to that. Now I know yeah. you guys are going to say it's temple. I get, I understand, but you know, Temple did have a, a big chip on their shoulder there. So we'll see. I mean, Iowa seems that, you know, it'd be big for Rutgers to get over that, you know, finally beat Iowa would be nice to see. They were close. Um, and it'd be nice to get over that hump here on, on Saturday. Again, seven o'clock uh, kickoff at SHI Stadium, uh, Rutgers, Iowa. Go RU. That'll do it for this week. Uh, check us out on. Spotify, SoundCloud's our home there. You can get us on iTunes and Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts and such. And we are on a number of uh, directories. So it's not hard to find us. Also, our site, moresportsnow.com. Check that out. I'm Steve Kitchener with Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. And we'll catch you all next week. Bye-bye.